Welcome to Medicus, a student-run podcast about any and all things in the world of medicine. Follow along as we interview outstanding individuals about important topics in healthcare. Hi guys, and welcome back to Medicus. My name is Rasa, and today in our Careers in Healthcare series, I'm sitting down with Gauri Pawar, a doctor of physical therapy. Welcome, Dr. Pawar. It's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners, including your education and career progression? Yeah, I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Uh, I'm a specialist. I specialize in pelvic health therapy. You know, I did my bachelor's and then I have a three-year doctorate and then a lot of continuing education and training in public specific programs to do what I do today. What inspired you to pursue this line of work? I was a patient. Like almost all students that go into pre-health, I was like, maybe I'll go to med school or PA school or something like that. I wanted a clinical, I was looking for like a clinical degree, but I actually myself had this like pretty intense abdominal surgery when I was in college. And then I had a lot of really weird symptoms afterwards that I didn't expect you know, I'd like pick up my backpack and then I'd pee a little. My endurance in general was really low. You know, I had an abdominal surgery. So I had like a full on incision that was from my like belly button to pubic bone. I started having some like pelvic pain. And um, at the time I was in this program, like my surgeon's team was a really took an integrated team with like social workers and stuff. And the social worker called in to check in on me and she was like, so how's it going? This is like 12 weeks out. And I was like, uh, something's weird. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, well, you're in your notes. It says your, your incision's healing really well. There's no problems. And she goes, well, you know, I may have someone that might be able to help. And she actually sent me to a pelvic PT who really gave my life back because at that point, by the time I had gotten in to see the pelvic PT, I was like having trouble walking up hills and stuff, having a lot of butt pain. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> it's like, I'm 21 years old. I'm pretty healthy. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I went from like pretty debilitating pain to really being able to participate in like even recreational sports again. That's incredible. And then I just felt like my personality fit in with mm-hmm. helping PTs. I'd hang out with them or like say, talk to them and be like, wow, I feel like they're all kind of quirky like me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what led me to it. I started shadowing and then I started working in the field before applying for PT school. And I applied with like my 10-year plan mm-hmm. and I thought it was nuts because at the time public health was like still a pretty new, not new field, but it was like nobody went, no student went in mm-hmm. saying, this is what I want to do. Right. That's like going to school being like definitively, I want to be an ob or like a sexual med urogyne, you know? Right. Like, and then everyone was like, what are you talking about? But I mean, I, that's basically why I went to school. And then I trained at University of Michigan for most of my training. Yeah. That's basically how I'm here. Wow. What a wild ride from patient to provider. Yeah. So what is the role of a physical therapist in treating patients? And perhaps you can speak generally and more specifically to the pelvic floor physical therapist. I feel like we are in a really good spot in healthcare because we do a lot of stuff. So not only do we help patients like mechanics on things on how to get them to optimize their movement patterns, but also to make lifestyle changes, be compliant with their medical programs. Oftentimes, I feel like physicians don't have time to really explain the rationale of their treatment. And if I'm getting an hour with a patient at least once a week, I have much more time with them. And I can do my part in educating them to stay for them to stay compliant with all of these things so they can get better as a whole. In general, like PTs have a lot of subspecialties. 
Not only do we have help movement patterns, but we help people, for example, if they're having trouble even getting up off the ground, we like help optimize those movement patterns. And basically anything can be turned into a trainable task, which is really awesome if you think about it. In the specialties, we have cardiovascular and pulmonary physical therapy. So I actually trained in that for a bit as well and moonlighted in it. And we basically help post-stroke, post-heart attack patients, anyone that has an open heart surgery. At the hospital, we help them return home, but then in their outpatient side, they usually help people return to function. Mm-hmm. In the hospital, we have a really important job of making sure they're on the right dosage of medications. Cause like when they're laying down, you have no clue. And then like they might stand up and start ambulating and then they're, you're like, whoa, they just ended up on the floor. What just happened? You know? Yeah. So we have the job of making sure that they're stable through all of those things. So then we really work closely with the physician teams to make sure patient's going to be okay when they go home. (laughs) Makes sense. Where I trained at Henry Ford, one of our jobs is to make sure that patients, especially if they had stairs to go up into their home or in their house, that they could tolerate those uh, because, you know, it's like a stress test for the heart. So yeah, make sure that they're okay doing that before they can be fully discharged to go home. There's geriatrics. So dealing with like the aging population, mobility and balance. Neurology, dealing with TBI, stroke, spinal cord injuries, all that kind of stuff. Oncology, so cancer care. Orthopedics, you know, just like joint replacements, broken bones. Pediatrics, so helping kiddos reach their milestones, especially if they have developmental delays. Sports, uh, pelvic health, which deals with... Pelvic health is like, obviously my favorite, but (laughs) deals with bowel, bladder, sexual function, and GI stuff, even Mm -hmm. that knows about. And then like a lot of pelvic pain, like weird pelvic pain things that people like don't really notice or off the bat, but they have this back pain that like won't go away. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the driver is actually the pelvic floor. So then we help kind of suss that out. And then wound care, which is like, there's only one wound care residency in the entire country. And I think it's in Louisiana, but there are wound care PTs out there. That's really neat. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what that looks like. (laughs) So you mentioned your education background. So what is the education required to become a physical therapist? And then you did mention that there are a lot of specializations in the field. And so do you have to specialize? You know, can you walk me through the education pathway that's typical for a PT? I believe that the requirements are the exact same requirements as you have for med school. Mm -hmm. In the first year of school in PT school is not that different than med school in terms Mm -hmm. of like the anatomy, physiology, education that you get. And then After you, like when you graduate PT school, you are a generalist. So everyone Mm -hmm. graduates as a general orthopedist and you learn a lot of neurology. And I mean, there's, you can't just like treat orthopedics or neurology, all of it's kind of overlapping. So Mm -hmm. you use the similar principles for both treating like both big populations. Sure. And so after that, if people want to specialize, they can with additional training. There are residency programs available that are usually a year or two long. Not everybody does that. Some people choose to just train on the job. And so for me, I did rotations in it. Mm -hmm. And then I took a lot of coursework, but it was like money out of my pocket that I was putting into. And then working in training programs that weren't officially a residency, but programs that where I was specifically trained by people. I had like time carved out for it. I took a very big paycheck cut to do it. (laughs) That must have been painful. Um, Yeah. But, you know, you, you live and you learn and you that the whole point is learning. The whole point is like being like a holistic practitioner to be able mm-hmm. to 
not only just address mechanics of things, but like the socio-emotional part of the job and giving them resources and being able to like educate patients, do motivational interviewing and like making sure that they're ready to make the take on the lifestyle changes that they really need to, to get better. Cool. So you said a lot of it is similar to med school. So is it also a four-year program? It's a three-year program. A three-year program. And you, I'm assuming, do clinical rotations as part of that. I would say it's only like the first year that's going to be similar. After that, we specialize into musculoskeletal stuff. So we take that like one little musculoskeletal portion. We just like really specialize in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting. So what type of conditions do physical therapists treat? I know you mentioned quite a few, but if you could elaborate more. Oh, man, that's a really loaded question. We treat persistent pain. Mm-hmm. We treat a lot of chronic pain populations, whether it's back pain or joint pain or pelvic pain for that matter. In my field, I treat things like pudendal neuralgia, you know, coccidinia. Those are like the two most common ones mm-hmm. they come by. Rectal pain, all that kind of stuff. That's for pelvic PTs in particular. But for example, with orthopedics, they're going to work with more joint pain or back pain or neck pain. Not necessarily just pain, but it could be like mechanics mm-hmm. of how they're doing tasks. For example, with like sports, you know, if people are having trouble meeting their goals, we help with that. We train for the task. I really do believe that PT should be done preventatively. (laughs) I feel like people are, they always kind of don't realize how different their body, you know, how it changes every year until there's like a few times of the year where I think that people notice the most. And it's like around the holidays and around the new year when they're setting new goals for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like favorite thing I always tell patients is I always have people come up to me and say, I didn't know that I couldn't reach my arms over my head. And I was like, were you trying to put your Dutch oven away after Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like things that would keep people functional, you you want to make sure that people are staying safe and functional as they age and Mm -hmm. uh, just like optimizing the movement, especially as we work from home more and sit a lot, a lot of deconditioning happening. Yeah, for sure. I think, like you said, we don't, realize that there are all these things that come with aging, which happens to all of us, you know, we're all aging every day. And sometimes like when your body isn't challenged, because, you know, you do one thing every day, and you're not really aware, like you mentioned about with lifting your hands over your head, again, like you're not aware until it happens. And then you're like, Oh, maybe I should fix it. Yeah. And just like getting people to continue to stay active. You know, there's yeah. like a lot of these especially joint pains, I think are preventable. And mm-hmm. it's not just one joint that's affected. It's usually a product of an entire system of tissue that's not coordinating well. And yeah. So I think you may have answered this question partly, what are the different settings that physical therapists work in? I think you mentioned that it is both inpatient and outpatient, correct? Yeah, it's both inpatient and outpatient. In the hospital, you know, there's acute care therapists mostly that work with OTs really closely to make sure that patients are like ambulating in the hospital and then safe and able to be discharged. Mm-hmm. And then outpatient therapy has basically all of the other specialties I mentioned. Well, wound care happens usually in the hospital, but you know, can happen in an outpatient setting in theory. Are there any instances in which the conditions treated by a physical therapist overlap with other healthcare professions? Yeah, I can give you an example of like what I know. I treat constipation. And Mm -hmm. so I work really closely with colorectal surgeons. I even treat when people have like chronic hemorrhoids. Sometimes it's not just them needing to eat more fiber or, you know, being non-laxative. Sometimes it's a mechanical issue, right? Sure. Retraining their pelvic floor to have better pooping mechanics. That's like 
And I work really closely with the colorectal surgeons to be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Or they might send me somebody with rectal prolapse and be like, we're going to probably at some point perform surgery on them, but they're not a good, really good candidate. But we also need to make sure that they're okay for post-surgical rehab. So I'll teach them bowel mechanics as they go into the surgery. And then after the surgery, I help them rehab from it so they don't blow their reconstruction out. Oh, boy. That would uh, not be ideal. That's really interesting because I would have never thought going into this interview, my perception was definitely that physical therapists mainly focus on the movement part, right? So like joints and post-surgery, moving, um, ambulating. So it's super interesting to me to hear about all of these functions that physical therapists are really involved in. Yeah, yeah. Including like breathing. We work really closely with the respiratory therapist. We work really close with speech therapy. A lot of it's, it's just so interconnected. Like all of these tissues are connected. And I think we forget that as we hone in on every single part of the body and compartmentalize it, you know, for sure. Can you talk about how physical therapists fit in with the rest of the healthcare team? As you just touched on, you work with respiratory therapists. So maybe you can illustrate with an example. Well, yeah, I can give you an example of I had a patient recently that growing up, they have really bad asthma. They have like Mm -hmm. a pretty bad asthma as an adult as well. But a lot of their breathing mechanics have affected their intra-abdominal pressure management. And that intra-abdominal pressure mismanagement has led to issues with constipation for them. And so we're working closely with GI and retraining their respiration and then me for training other things that would also take the load off the pelvic floor. And I'm working on retraining their pelvic floor to be able to actually (laughs) have a full bowel movement and not be like on Linzess all the time. Yeah, no, it really takes a team. So I appreciate how, like you said, interconnected all of it is to really provide the best care for the patient. So what would you like our listeners, a lot of who are pre-medical and medical students, to know about the field of physical therapy and the role of physical therapists? Refer to us because we don't just work on one joint. (laughs) I think the biggest part of our job is actually patient education. Recently, I had a patient who was like trying to futz with their own blood pressure medication. And I was like, well, why are you doing that? And they were like, well, I just don't want to be on drugs. And I was like, well, I mean, your body needs to stay in homeostasis, right? And then I was like, well, how do you know if it's working or not? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, did you know, like a lot of heart problems usually come up when you're sleeping and people don't notice them. So how do you expect to get your data? And he yeah. like turned white, like a sheet. And I was like, okay, what happened? Is he okay? You know, I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah. Is he, you know, something happened in my room. And he was like, I have been waking up with my like heart racing. <laughs> Oh no. And I was like, oh, yeah. Have you told your physician about this? <laughs> right. Like, oh, I haven't. I was like, no, I really think you should talk to your physician about it. And so, just like him finding out information was helpful for him because he came in the following week and I was like, hey, so how is that, you know, blood pressure medication dosage going for you? And he's like, I'm not changing it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. good, good for you. <laughs> That's awesome to have such impact because like you mentioned, primary care physicians really have 15 minutes with a patient, Mm -hmm. especially the way that we're taught in medical school is like, yes, you need to listen to the patient. But a lot of times what you have to do is you have to prioritize on what exactly is concerning. And it's based on the concern of the patient, right? So in the scenario that you just discussed, this patient probably wouldn't think that it's a huge deal that they're messing with their medication and they would talk to their physician about something else. And this could be completely missed unless an issue comes up. 
So the fact that you're able to spend more time with the patient, really learn what's going on in their lives is really valuable. And then, of course, you know, refer them back to their physician. So that way they can be the ones to bring it up. Like, this is what I've been experiencing. Yeah, that's really critical, I think, and really in preventative care which I think we all probably should dedicate more time to. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you have 15 minutes, you, you're right. I'm sure you have to prioritize and it's really, it's really, really challenging. So I understand also patients in their 15 minutes, they don't know what to say either, mm-hmm. right? So I actually, one of the things we do closely in the room with them is if they have, let's say they get their lab results. Most patients will do like a pharmacology review mm-hmm. and then they have any questions about their like recent lab test or something. We actually draft them in an email because they often have a hard time articulating what's going on, right? I actually write the email out, draft it with them in the room and I'll say, hey, why, you know, why don't you send this to your physician? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it helps with communicating effectively with the provider in the 15 minutes that they have with them. Right. Patient feels heard. They're more compliant with their care. It's a team effort. So, absolutely. So, are there any resources you can recommend for those who are interested in learning more about the field of physical therapy? Yeah, we have the APTA.org, I want to say, um, which is our main website for our profession, which kind of has basically all of the information of like what we do, where we practice, and what our specialties are, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's really wonderful. And all of the social things that we're involved in as well. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks a lot for coming on the podcast and sharing your journey to becoming a physical therapist and, you know, the value you contribute to the healthcare team. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode. This wouldn't be possible without the support from our listeners. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate donations to help fund the production of this podcast. To support us, go to medicuspodcast.com, where you can additionally find show notes, links, and information about our guests. We are at Medicus Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or episode suggestions, please submit them on our website. This podcast is intended for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine. No patient-doctor relation is formed, and the content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Views and opinions are their own and do not represent any organization.